It's time for The Rush with OU color analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Hit the guys up at 405-651-3439 or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Start, sit, cut. Kyler Murray, Adrian Peterson, and Jalen Hurts. Hmm. I'm going to start Adrian Peterson. I'm going to sit Kyler Murray. I'm going to cut Jalen Hurts, which is crazy because he just made like 50 mil a year. But you want, I mean, you want to talk about greatness. Look, I mean, Adrian Peterson is honestly a once-in-a-generation player. If you go watch the film, it's unbelievable. You just cut the highest-paid player in NFL history. I don't know. I mean, you didn't. They're all like the second highest paid player in NFL history is Kyler Murray, so it's like. They didn't do him any favors with that one, did they? Wow. Yeah, not even the same position either. Um, right. That's difficult. Adrian yeah. Peterson, Kyler Murray, and Jalen Hurts. Ugh. Uh, I'll say this: He made the right choice to um, start. Like, it, 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 like if you're looking for approval from the fan base, like normally, yes, the oldest name will always get most of the time get the most respect. It's also Adrian Blinken Peterson, so that's never a wrong answer. So I, I think he got the start right. Dare I say, and I can't believe I'm saying it, but dare I say. I agree with all of those, but I may switch the um, sit and cut of the two that he had there. Okay, well, here's the thing. What are we talking about? Are we talking about NFL? Are we talking about, like, in their primes in college? Like, I, no what clue. What are the parameters here? <laughs> no, no clue. I guess I'm going recency bias for what he did last year. And yeah. just saying, I, and, and if you go recency bias, Kyler tore his ACL last year. Jalen was you know, one of the best players in the league yeah. last year. So that if was we're talking easy. about like in college at their prime, dang dude, it, it, just kind of depending on, on everything. I, I would probably have to start Kyler sit Adrian and cut Jalen hurts, Ooh, man. You're sitting Adrian Peterson, a yeah. 100%. I mean, he will be a Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. maybe the greatest running back in school history for a guy right. who started here one year. That's a take. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. What's what's the the max that Adrian gets 25, 30 carries? And Kyler would have the ball in his hands like 70 to 75 times? I mean, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah. I'm not like – if you're talking about – the parameters weren't all that clear on right. the uh, start-sit-cut uh, discussion that was there. And, look, Adrian if I'm just Peterson. Going, like, who's the best like, out of all those, yeah. it, I would I would probably go Adrian, Kyler, and Jalen. And, and I, I'm viewing I, I, that through I, I an guess, Oklahoma lens. Like what I guess, they did to your point a little bit, you know, Kyler only started here one year. But as great of a career as Adrian Peterson had, like that freshman year in 2004 – really kind of helped the fact that, you know, he he got banged up in 2005. I think he only had 
one or two carries in the Texas game that year. And then he really got banged up in 2006 when he got hurt right after the Texas game and missed mm-hmm. several weeks and I think came back for the bowl game. So he yeah. was here three years, banged up in two of those, but everyone remembers that awesome 2004 season and the highlights that he had those three years. Like The numbers are still fantastic, but it's not like he was available every single game in, in, in those three years. So we, yeah. e- even with that, we still kind of got robbed a little bit of the greatness that we already saw. Yeah, it's tough. Like, different game when Adrian uh, played compared to when Kyler played. I mean, here's the thing, though. Kyler, what he threw for 4,000, ran for 1,000, something like that, or close to it. I know he definitely ran for 1,000. Did he throw for four, or was he like 100, 100 yards under? I blacked out in that 59-56 West Virginia game, so I'm not sure what the numbers at the end of the year ended up being. Oh, yeah, not he sure. threw for threw for 43-61 and rushed for 1,000. Total... Threw for 42 touchdowns, ran for 12. So, Some on the text line are, uh, you know, bringing up the defenses that Kyler Murray did get to face compared to that of Adrian Peterson, which um, is a fair take, but the the positions are so different. But uh, It is fair. Grill Boy says there's no greater evidence that the running back position has died. Teddy sits Adrian Peterson. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I start an empty with Kyler and then jump into 11 personnel and sub AD in with him, says a texture of the 785. Mm. Yeah, there's no – it's one of those where there's probably no wrong answer. No, Teddy hates the running back position. What's crazy is that incredible year in 2004 for Adrian where he just missed 2,000 yards rushing. Kyler almost had as many rushing touchdowns as he crazy, man. Jeez. (laughs) It's not like OU was a a poor rushing the uh, running the ball with their running backs in 2018 either. No, no, that uh, statistically that may be one of the best rushing years. They almost had three guys go over a thousand yards, and they had three guys score double digit rushing touchdowns. So, yeah, they ran for almost 3,500 yards that year as an offense. Yeah, there were a few times that year where Kyler said, "Really, we're in a close game with Kansas at home." Just got just snap me the ball and I'm gonna run like 75 yards and just score here. I mean it's it's embarrassing. We're in a close game with Kansas. Let me just try and end it right here. Come on, just snap it to me. He's like the only guy that I'm shocked that he didn't throw a touchdown to himself at some point. You know, he pretty uh, much did everything. Are else. you well? Let's go back and watch the film. Are you sure that he didn't? Are you are you sure that that was Grant mm-hmm. Calcaterra in the Big 12 championship and not Kyler skying up to make a catch? Did he have time to go in the locker room, change, and then come out? <laughs> probably. And catch the. How fast the, he was, yeah, probably so. End zone, yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah, that offense ran for almost 250 yards a game, man. Crazy. Big Rick and Owasso, imagine both in the same backfield. Yeah. Well, yeah, Jason White and Adrian Peterson in the same backfield one year, but yeah, fair point. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying there. Uh, 405, just play all three and run a dive option. Kyler at quarterback. Jalen at fullback and, of course, AD at tailback. Jalen kind of played fullback. Really uh, he was a one-man show his that 2019 season. I was so. up watching film till 2 a.m. They're a one-man show is what they are. They're an option <laughs> team. <laughs> are you uh, are you a little excited to uh, to hear if Gundy throws out a little snide comment to Oklahoma and Texas at Big 12 Media Day this week? <laughs> 
Yeah, I know there's something that's going to happen. I don't know if he's going to be talking about his favorite, uh, you know, brownie recipe or if he's going to be talking X's and O's or if he's going to be talking about, you know, the how terrible the, the times have become in college football with NIL. I don't know what he's going to do. Well, but they'll find out. Something. The Bermuda ain't always greener on the other side. He'll throw out something <laughs> like that. Oh, that that wow. is what I'm most excited about Big 12 Media Day, I think, to see uh, to see what comment he throws out there. He's had all off season to come up with something. I think he's got something in his back pocket. It's really go. been pretty quiet for him, hasn't it? Yeah, it really has. Oh, it, what does that mean? He doesn't. He's worried about his football oh team. Oh my gosh! You know goes? what? We make fun of that every single Big Twelve <laughs> Media Day, and I hadn't thought of that. Yes, that the narrative around Big Twelve Media Day is that if the coach is funny and outgoing, oh man, he must feel good about his team. What? Tech's going to have a really good team this year. You see, you guys see the way that McGuire was acting out there? Big, he must feel really good about his football team. And if a coach well, is kind of closed down, then, well, he must be nervous about this year. In fairness, I think that only works with Gundy. I, you know, most coaches, if they're, you know, they're laughing and having a good time up there, it's like they're not taking it serious enough. They need to go watch some field. <laughs> It's but, just the wildest take that could come out of Big 12 Media Day. A coach's attitude reflects how good his football team is. It's pretty amazing. Tyler, I guarantee, and I, I hope everyone listening, and this is a challenge for all of us, we need to highlight the first tweet that comes out from a media uh, personality that makes some type of claim based on how comfortable or or whatever Gundy is, because you know it's coming. It's, it happens it's every single year. definitely happening. I feel like 85% of the time it's from our own local state media, and I expect that to be the case again this year. Oh, you mean the local media that asked Coach Bob Stoops uh, what it's like to play against Snyder for 20 <laughs> straight years? That yeah, I, I, t- I kid. I don't mean to, uh, to give those guys a hard time. We're just joking. Uh, his turkey is doing well, says Cherokee Sooner. Uh, let's see. Gundy is going to talk turkeys and turtles at media day, says Gunny. He will talk about his turtles, says a texture in the 405. That's what we're hoping for. Yeah. Need, need to hear an update, please, on what's going on. In all honesty, it's, it's really smart by Coach Mike Gundy. You got, I don't know, 30 minutes up there at the podium. If you him-haw around – doing one-arm push-ups and talking about baling Bermuda hay and feeding the animals and the new John Deere tractor you got with the AC and you listen to the radio. Like, if you fart around up there for 15 minutes, you don't have to answer nearly as many tough questions. You get out of there, you answer four or five legit questions. It's really how you should operate. Well, did you hear the latest rumor about Big 12 Media Day coming up Wednesday and Thursday of this week? No. The latest rumor is that, I mean, all everyone wants to talk about is Texas, so everyone's just going to stay home and we're just going to do a Texas media day for Wednesday and Thursday. Okay. I, I saw a uh, 24-7 had their like big their, their writers like, that cover Big 12 teams do their preseason predictions. Check this out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Player of the year in the Big 12, as voted by 24-7's uh, like Big 12 writers. Quinn Ewers, player of the year. Quinn Ewers, Offensive Player of the Year. Jalen Ford, Defensive Player of the Year. Steve Sarkeesian, Coach of the Year. Kansas State at Texas, Game of the Year. 
They won every single category that there was on their preseason prediction. So maybe we just need to have a Texas day for two straight days. It's all well, anyone wants to talk about. Yeah. You know what's – here's what I find fascinating. I, this is like the most interesting dynamic I've ever seen. Okay? So you've got 247 – has Quinn Ewers as the player of the year in the Big 12, as the offensive player of the year in the Big 12. Like, what are the Heisman uh, odds? Isn't he like third or fourth in the Heisman odds? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that's Third or fourth in the Heisman odds. Texas, picked by the media, is the overwhelming favorite to win the conference. 40-plus votes. Um I don't, I don't know how, how many. It's like 41 but, out of 67, something like yeah, that. 41 out of 67 votes to win it. You know what's crazy, though? No one picked him as first team. Well, I, I can't say no one. He was not the pick as first team, all Big 12 quarterback, and he was not offensive player of the year. Now, that tells me that Nobody that's voting for Texas to to win it believes it at all. If you're voting for Texas to win the Big 12 and you don't have their quarterback as the offensive player of the year or even the first team all Big 12 quarterback, it's a fake pick. Yeah. Fake no, no, pick. yeah. If they're going, yes. Your your point is, if they're going to win the conference this year, he's going to have to be the best quarterback in the league. And we can look back at past Texas teams. We can look back at past Oklahoma teams, past non OU teams that have won the conference, and that's going to be true for just about everyone, right? I mean, this right. has been a league where the best quarterback is more likely than not going to win the Big Twelve. I think it was in Phil Steele, man. Like he had Texas as you know winning the Big Twelve, but he had. Quinn Ewers is like third team all Big Twelve, which I'm with I'm you saying. on that. It doesn't make any sense. Like, no. If they're going to win ten plus games and win the league, he's going to have to be the best quarterback in the conference, not the third best quarterback in the conference. It's not right. how this, that's going to work. Right. Like, even if he's not the best, it's just kind of what happens, you know. Like, if if Worthy has the year that everyone expects him to have, and the uh, the big tight end has the year that everyone expects him to have. Some people think that they've got maybe two wide receivers that make that might make the All-Big 12 list. But you're not going to put Quinn Ewers as a first-team All-Big 12 quarterback? Something it's, stinks. Yeah, yeah. Well, he That's was the crazy. one that stunk last year, and we'll see if he stinks again this year. Me thinks that he might, but eh, yeah. He didn't stink. He wasn't All-Big 12, though. Mm, and he's pretty bad in some games a year ago. Yeah, he was. Uh, but you know, I think he's going to be better than he was last year. I I, I will admit be. that. I just don't know how you can pick Texas to win the Big Twelve and not have Quinn Ewers as your first team All Big Twelve quarterback. I, th- their running game is uh, it's it's. I think it's going to be good, but it probably takes a little bit of a hit on just on some of the explosiveness and stuff that they. They had with uh, Bijan Robinson back there. Their defense, I think, is solid, but it's not. It's not elite. I, quarterback's going to have to be the thing that gets it done for them. 
Ohio Sooner says nobody who goes 19 of 49 against the 2022 Oklahoma State defense should ever sniff an all-conference team. If you don't know who was 19 of 49 against the 2022 Oklahoma State defense, well, it's the quarterback that we're talking about, Quinn Ewers. Well, uh, yes. You going to make an excuse for him here? Well, no, I'm just going to say that I – that's probably a that's probably a good picture of that game. I'm trying to remember it honestly, but I I think there's better metrics out there. I, th- I think completion percentage can be. Uh, you just never know. Well, you like, can you can look at the interceptions and the like. He he had a yeah. Well, and, and I think that that was Texas totally mishandled that game. They should have just turned hand to Bijan Robinson. It was a very windy day in Stillwater. OSU was pretty beat up at that point in the season, and mm-hmm. they gutted it together. And like they pulled out a really nice win against Texas at home, but really, I I mean Texas totally mishandled that. Not just handing it off to Bijan Robinson when their quarterback yeah. was struggling so bad. Yeah, he threw three picks that day. That's, I mean, the nineteen of forty nine because I'm I remember now that I see the stat line and I do remember that game. Now he was bad. He was, I they had no answers late. He couldn't do anything. He was seeing ghosts out there. So yes, that's a that was that's actually a good pick. Uh, <laughs> over under how many times Gundy says woke at media days says the Jag. <laughs> uh, Mike Gundy is great entertainment. Gundy will talk noodling. I would watch the criticism of others' questions, Mister Waffle or Pancake. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? With Mike Gundy, he'd be the perfect person to ask that question. Waffles uh. or pancakes. That's great. It would go four and a half minutes, and it'd be highly entertaining. That's like a planted question. You know how the president comes out, and he looks down at his notes, and he reads the first person he's supposed to call on, and there's even notes there about what they're about to ask him, like the, the total planted question situation? Like That's exactly what I imagine Gundy doing, slipping a piece of paper to – one of the uh, one of the people there in the room, Coach. What do you think? Waffles or pancakes? <laughs> <sighs> someone, someone, ask him that uh, coming up this week. Come on, we need it. Good stuff. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on here from Newcastle Casino. Stay tuned. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is the Ref. The AKS Summer Bead and Jewelry Show returns to the OKC State Fair Park Expo Hall number three. Join us Friday through Sunday, July 14th through the 16th, and immerse yourself in a world of stuff. Through the woods, while someone rushes through their day. There's a mountain looking up at the sky, while someone looks down at their phone. A trail waiting to be walked, while someone waits for a latte. This world is full of somewheres, waiting for someone just like you. So go see yours at 154 National Forests and 20 Grasslands. And to learn more, visit nationalforest.org. The National Forest Foundation. See your somewhere. It is the Rush on the Ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Don't forget to download our free app in the App Store. Just search K-R-E-F. You can listen to the Ref wherever you're at, on the go, worldwide. That's K-R-E-F. Search it today in the App Store. Uh, some good stuff on the Meyer Chevrolet text line. Gundy doesn't eat waffles or pancakes because they're too soft like these kids these days. 
Real men point. only eat salted biscuits with deer jerky and black coffee. Oh, he's a real cowboy if that's what he eats. Salted biscuits? Salted biscuits with deer jerky and black coffee. I've never heard of such a thing. Now, I'm assuming it's just a biscuit that you dump a bunch of salt on? I, uh, I don't know. It seems pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I think just eggs and bacon for breakfast is about as good as it you can get. I don't know that there's... I'm talking health-wise. Oh, health-wise, for sure. Yeah, salted biscuits does not seem like yeah. the best uh, you know, way to go health-wise every single It'd morning. It'd be better to just pour some salt into your mouth than to have it on a biscuit. Sean says, <laughs> I'm, I'm just hoping Gundy steps up to the podium in his wrestling singlet. Ah, that will get some yeah. attention, for sure. Yeah. Or if he just goes shirtless up there at the podium, whatever he wants to do. He, he's done all these things already once. Here's the thing, though. In, in, in all honesty, I, 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 would, I would probably, because we always talk about how there's going to be a team come from nowhere, right? We, we don't know exactly who it's going to be. I would almost pick Oklahoma State. Why? Because I don't have a reason. Other than just because, <laughs> just because sounds like, and Mike Gundy is the best I've seen of finding what the what the personality or the the style of his team needs to be to fit his roster. They have morphed and been so many different types of like offensively driven, defensively driven, run game driven. Air raid attack, um, opportunistic defense, a, a defense that sits back, plays coverage. I, I mean, they've just they've done everything, and he's excellent at that. And he finds the right coaches to to do what he thinks their roster is going to need to do. I, I think there's no one better at it. I won't disagree with that. They're just going to have to have a 2018 Allen Bowman first half against OU in Lubbock. And they might. And they get that player that, like, I don't hate the way their schedule starts out. Um, what do you got? Central Arkansas at home, at Arizona State, but that's a first-year staff out there trying to figure it out. South Alabama at home, and then in conference play, you're at Iowa State. That'll be tough. K-State and KU back-to-back, but those are both in Stillwater. At West Virginia, Cincinnati at home, and then you get OU at home. Yeah. So if you can get in that game with, like, one loss, maybe even potentially two, you could be in a pretty good spot. Yeah, I, I. They're just one of those teams right now that everyone is, like last year, they were. They got a really easy schedule. Dang. Yeah. OU, last o, OU year and Oklahoma State got the two easiest schedules in the league. Fell apart late. I mean, they were fringe top ten at one point, weren't they? Uh, when they lost at TCU, they may have been number nine. I think. Right yeah, around there. I think they were eleven when they beat Texas. Right? Because I was just looking at it a second ago. I think they were like right outside the top ten, then they beat Texas, and I'm sure that probably bumped them into the top ten or or right there next to it. So yeah, man, I they fell apart late. Quarterback transfers. They have other guys transfer and everyone, you know, kind of leaves them for dead. It's like the perfect Oklahoma State storm to have a. Uh, a really good team. Well, they got the or schedule. Or just for a competitive it. team. Uh, by the way, the assaulted biscuits, it's an old West staple, says the text line. Stayed good longer. They called it hard tack. You may have heard uh, of that. Yeah. 
had it in the Civil War. I know hardtack. Basically, a pan of biscuits made in a cast iron over a campfire. They were rock hard, and you could carry them in saddlebags for a few days before going bad. Yeah. Unfortunately, I know hardtack all too well. You know, Tyler, starting in kindergarten all the way through fifth grade, we had the same exact field trip every year in Fort Gibson. We piled on the buses and made the two or three block trip over to the fort where uh, we would make hardtack, we'd have it for, for lunch, see the same exact things we saw the previous year. A lot of imagination out there, huh? Yeah. Definitely uh, does not beat my uh, fifth grade field trip where we got to take a private tour of uh, Owen Field. Right after uh, OU won the title, that really? Year. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. That is not cool. not a uh, not a normal field trip, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll always re- saw Barry Switzer that day. Barry, by God, Shut Switzer up. in the Switzer Center. He autographed my 2000 OU national championship visor that I had back when uh, visors are cool, or maybe they're still cool. I don't know. Uh, saw Barry Switzer that day, and saw Mike Stoops that day. Yep. That's way cooler. Now I'm sure there's some other field trips that I just can't remember. But Tulsa Zoo, the fort in Fort Gibson, and a peanut farm somewhere. <laughs> Don't even know where the peanut farm was. Uh, did did uh, Dick Sheffield run the peanut farm out there? No, hmm. no. We drove a ridiculously long way to see a peanut farm. Not a whole lot going on at a peanut farm. One other memory from that uh, field trip to Owen Fields, I overheard Mike talking about a freshman backer that just couldn't figure it out. <laughs> they were worried about his future. Yeah, Which, no speaking kidding. of those days, uh, 54 days until kickoff, it's your OG number at OU. Yeah. Number 54. How about One that? One of the best things Brent Venables ever did is to uh, convince you, and I don't think it took a whole lot of convincing, but to get you to change your number from 54 to number 11. What a move. Just looks better. Aesthetically pleasing. Right? Uh, That's good. It would be cool because he's had had some big-time linebackers that wore number 11. Uh, What's the the guy that he had at Clemson when they played LSU in the title and he went, like, number 8 to Arizona? Wasn't he number 11? Simmons. Isaiah Simmons. Wasn't he number 11? Maybe. I feel like he's had a couple of good backers out there wore number 11. I know I that's, that's never right. been an OU thing before, but it would be cool for, like, a, a position with a lot of prestige around here. I know there's a lot of those. But, like, linebacker to wear 44 or 11, something like that. Because um, mm-hmm. I, I, LSU, I think they're um, – they give number 18, I think, to some special player every single year. OU's never had that, but I, that, that would be cool. Yeah. 44-11 for your big-time backer every single year. That would be cool. Syracuse used to do that with 44 for their running backs, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. Now, I'll tell you, I think um, we've talked about this before, but one of the coolest things, and I don't know if they're going to do it at Nebraska, is what rules started at Baylor where the what the top nine single digits go to like the, the nine best players. Yep. It's really cool. That's why they had a lot of defensive linemen with single-digit numbers. Yeah. Like, what's this guy doing wearing number five? Oh, okay, okay. That makes sense now. I got you. That's right. Yeah, they had heavy uh, single-digit representation on defense those those handful of years when Rule was there. And I I don't know if they're doing that in Nebraska or not, but to me, everyone wants those numbers, and to have to earn it 
and it's on field, off field, all of those things included. Like to me, that's legit. That's how it should be done. Nine one eight forty four eleven or twenty. If you're a stud backer, uh, Sooner Gundy says <laughs> he should have been number two for two star Teddy. Oh, I love that a lot. I Ooh, love that. Be straight. Uh, okay, I'm going to need you to use your imagination, which huh. scares me here. I've got an excellent imagine, imagination, so yes, it should scare you. There's okay. no telling where we could go. Imagine there are six pills sitting in front of you right now. You look like a junkie out there. At Do the, I need uh, to Newcastle take them all Casino. at once? Or? No, you're only taking one of these pills, okay? Okay. One pill, if you take it, you get lifetime all-access tickets for every OU sport. Now until the end of your lifetime, okay? Okay. The next pill means... I could o- toss that one right now. Yeah, I'm I know. It's not great that. for you. OU never loses to Texas again. That's pill number two. Ooh. Yeah. Pill number three, you can change the outcome of any past OU game. Oh, God. Yeah, that one's going to be hard to turn down. Pill number four, OU men's and women's hoops win the national championship next season. Men's and women's? Uh-huh. Two titles, one year. Pill number five, OU will go undefeated in SEC play its first two years in the league. Guaranteed. Okay. Last pill, Brent Vittables will be hoisting a national championship at the end of this season. Which pill are you taking? You've already thrown out the lifetime all-access tickets, so you got five pills in front of you now. Lifetime all-access is gone. Lifetime or men's and women's hoops national championship. I hate to do this to you, but <laughs> discarded. It's gone. This, yep. Sorry, Porter and Jenny. Jeez, I know, I know. <laughs> this is a personal decision, okay? Uh, um, man. I'll tell you, this is this is probably going to be a strange one. I'm immediately tossing. Lifetime undefeated against Texas. Wow, okay, all right. It would be nice to go down to Dallas every single year knowing that um, you're going to win, but all right. But that's the thing is it wouldn't. Yeah, it still would be pretty awesome. I hate those yeah. guys. Yeah, I, I think part of the pill is like you don't know which pill, so like you don't know that you're going to go undefeated forever against Texas. But after like five or six years, you probably The likely scenario is Teddy had all six of these pills in his hand and he fumbled them around and he dropped them on the floor so he didn't remember which pill is which. Yes. Correct. Okay. So what I'm left with, change the result of any past game, undefeated in the Southeastern Conference for the first two years, or uh, – University of Oklahoma head football coach Brent Venables wins a national championship this season. Right? Those yep. are the three pills that I have left. Uh-huh, correct. And so Tough if you decision go un- is what it sounds like here. It is. If you go undefeated in the SEC, like that doesn't mean that you can't win a championship that year, right? Like, that's just what. Well, that's it just, just means that you're guaranteed. Like if you run, like, you're almost guaranteed to roll into the playoff undefeated if you win your non-conference games, of course. Yeah. Okay. You make a hell of a statement your first two years in the SEC, and no one beats you the first two seasons. No kidding. And I feel like if you do that, if you if you went undefeated your first two years, you kind of, I mean, I, maybe you don't win the conference, 
those two years, but you probably do with the way that our schedule is going to look like both of those years. Well, I mean, I, I guess I didn't say this, but I'm saying, yeah, you win the SEC championship game as well. Oh. Yeah. You go undefeated in SEC play, you're, yeah, you're winning the conference both years. <laughs> Man. Um, Could be here for a while until you make a decision is what it I sounds think, like. Well, I'm thinking it through, man. Championship this year is uh, – it's hard to turn down. Like, you, it, when you win it, you win it. Like, that's a huge thing. Um, I'm eliminating undefeated in the SEC the first two years. Oh, that might be my pick, okay. I know, that's a hard one. Down the two, you can change the outcome of any past OU game. You can not get a punt blocked against Kansas State in 2000, or Brent Venables can win a national championship this year. Yeah, well, uh, it wouldn't be – I would not eliminate, change the uh, outcome of a play in a game that we won in a year we went undefeated <laughs> and won the national championship, but that's a nice offer. Just to save yourself from the uh, the screaming on the sideline. Uh, you know what it is, though. It's the Louisiana State game in uh, the 2003 season. Now, here's the thing. I would hate to ruin – fantastic show material by changing the outcome of that game and putting a ring on my finger okay i'm not going to do that do it i'm eliminating that i'm taking the championship this season man look at this guy not selfish at all totally would have been selfish in your position honestly player and it's hard not to be selfish like at least me lifetime uh all access tickets for every ou sport buddy those sec prices are sure to come so it'd be nice to not have to worry about that for the rest of your life. Ah, I think I'm going. I mean, it is, it's a nice value, but. I'm, I'm down to the national championship this year and uh, undefeated in the SEC the first two years. Um, I can't believe, just, just to be different, I guess, just, I can't believe I would turn down a national title this season, but the statement that you would make in the SEC, what that would do oh, yeah. for you in recruiting, how that would set you up moving forward, um, it would bring back if if you're doubting the stability that it, if it's not here right now it brings it back like there's just so many advantages to it I'll, I'll I'll take that one. Well, here's the thing though. I mean, it's not a guarantee, but most likely you have to go through two SEC teams this year to win a championship in the semifinal and then in the national championship game. At not a guarantee. You one. may not have to play. You may not have to play any, but most likely probably have to go through two. So that would accomplish, you know, kind of the goal of the undefeated in two years. And here's the other thing, Tyler. This is what you didn't think about. If you go undefeated your first two years and win the SEC, guess what? You ain't hosting a home playoff game, buddy. That's all right. I'll, I'll, hey, to get to finally get to the next round of the playoff, I'll sacrifice that, dude, for the first time. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'll sit around and watch the other teams lose in the first round. Yes, please. I got plenty of years to host a playoff game. I'll do that Can year three. Can we put three. that on our resume as a, yeah. as a uh, postseason win? All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is the ref. Victory Family Church. It's more than just a church. It's truly a family. And as it continues to grow, you can now celebrate with six opportunities every Sunday morning, starting as early. More efficiencies through technology. Visit us online at rkblack.com or call 943-9800.
Josh on the ref, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. The 14th annual Groovin' for Autism event is coming Friday, July 21st from 6 to 11 p.m. at Chicken and Pickle in OKC. This fun night of dancing, drinks, and giving back includes a DJ, raffle, silent auction, and all sorts of fun. All proceeds benefit three local autism organizations. Have fun for a great cause and get your tickets at groovin'forautism.org. That's groovin'forautism.org. I'll be out there a week from Friday at Chicken and Pickle. I believe one of the things on the auction list is an hour on the show with us. So, what's the worst thing that could happen, right? Sweet. Yeah. like the sounds of that. Yeah. Hopefully it's not uh, Porter Moser or Jenny Baranchek that wins it after you just discarded their pill so easily last segment. Nah, I don't care about a men's and women's championship next year. Give me a football title next season. Well, I care about it, but Mm. I think a football championship does far more for all of the sports um, than – men's and women's hoops combined would do. Lane, I could be wrong on that. Lane in California on the text line says, give me pill number three. I want that Natty versus Florida in 2008. DeMarco plays. I was there, and it was heartbreaking. What's his, that, that leads to another interesting question. What's the national championship game that you think most OU fans would want to have back? The 03 LSU game, the 04 USC game, or the 08 Florida game? I feel like it's well, between the LSU or the Florida game. Really? Yeah. Because of the way it, like because of the way that you were treated by LSU fans at 03, um, be sweet to win that one in their own backyard with how big of jerks they were. And then yeah. that 08 team was pretty sentimental as well with Sam Bradford and those guys. All of that is true. However, with uh, in light of the current events, the USC pick I think would be pretty. <laughs> two strong. years ago, it was uh, LSU or Florida. Now it's yeah. uh, well, wait, wait two more years and see what you say. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe the most recent. I it feels like you get the most credit for the most recent, even though 08 is not very recent anymore. So. Uh, yeah. Turning down an automatic title is crazy, LOL, says Jonathan. Yeah. Do you agree with that? 918 says, I'll take all six pills and risk the overdose. There's a champion wow. right there. All access, undefeated against Texas, men's and women's hoops championship. That's 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 probably going to uh, send the system into overload. Nice knowing you. 405, you guys are screwed. Going to have to spend an obscene amount to win that. And you're going to come on the show just to get Teddy fired up and get as many Jimbo and Gundy impersonations out of Tyler. <laughs> yeah. At least yeah, you'll be could, live in the we, moment for it. Yeah, we could make it into a uh, – it could, it could be a horrible hour, worst money ever spent, or it could be the greatest hour ever. Who knows? 405 says, give me two undefeated years in the SEC. Undefeated in the SEC might guarantee top one to five recruiting classes for many years – Compounding interest, I'm going with this. Should the seventh pill be an hour on the show with you and I? You think anyone would take that over uh, a championship this year? I, uh, You know what I almost put for the seventh pill? I almost put get David Stone and Williams Winery <laughs> in the 2024 class. Oh, my gosh. And that would have been the overwhelming winner, most likely. I feel like in, in June and July, I feel like OU – 
fans would be willing to erase the entire history of the football program in order to land a couple of defensive line recruits? You know, it's it's uh, sometimes, I love the crowd, good or bad, but it's sometimes a tough crowd on Locked In with the uh, text line and their current feelings about recruitment. Um, it was a very happy feeling today after Devon Mitchell committed on Saturday. So all that to say, I can't imagine what it might be like if David Stone and or Williams Winery commits at some point this year. Yeah. Ooh. Well, hey. Uh, I believed in Brent this whole time. Todd Bates, I love the hire all along. I'm glad you brought that up because we have kind of buried the lead here um, three-quarters of the way through the opening hour. So let's hit a timeout here and come back on the other side and let's talk about that big commitment that the Sooners got over the weekend. Quick timeout. We'll be back. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is The Rev. Cavens Group, bringing you the sour of the rush, CavensGroup.com, or give them a call, 405-573-3048. Emergency repairs, storm damage. Cavens Group, they got you. Again, 405-573-3048 or CavensGroup.com. 13 years in business here locally in Norman. Yeah, big Cruton news this weekend. Devon Mitchell, six foot four, two hundred and fifty-one pounds. Ted, Teddy, not only did he commit to OU, but he also announced he's reclassifying to the twenty twenty-four class. Which, given the current state of the OU tight end room, um, extremely large news on Saturday. The Devon Mitchell committed to OU. Huge, yeah. Um, fascinated to see. I mean, I I don't know how old is he. Because reclassifying is, I mean, he's a gigantic dude, 6'4", 250-so pounds, athletic. Um, I mean, reclassifying, it's, it's not going to be an issue for him. He's clearly got the physical tools already. Um, but, you know, if a kid's been held back and he's reclassifying, not nearly as big of a deal as if he's going to be showing up to OU and he's 17 years old. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Um, so, he, I don't know. So he was a five-star in the 2025 class, okay? Reclassifies to 2024, and now Rivals has him as a top 100 player, but a four-star tight end and the number four tight end. So he's not a yeah. five-star anymore, but he was. Which? Still, I, you know. It's the dumbest thing of all. Yeah. I, it, I mean, I understand that you're classifying him against different players, but when you slap a five-star on someone, you're saying they're, you think they're going to be a first-round pick? Uh, that shouldn't change. It doesn't matter when you graduate. Think they're going to be a first-round pick? You think they're going to be a first-round pick? Should be a five-star? Uh, I get it, but at the end of the day, I don't care. Um, I imagine now that he's reclassified, he'll probably move up in the rankings most likely yeah, at, at some, some point. point. I mean, like like I said, he's already a top 100 player in this class, and he may continue mm-hmm. to, to climb up the charts. So regardless, man, four-star, five-star, yeah. the kid can play. He's got a chance to play early, and that's a big-time win for Joe John. Probably yep. one of the bigger recruiting wins he's had. He won out over NIL, Miami, and he won out o- over Alabama, who's had really good tight end play since, what, Saban's been there, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, they need that because I think we'll be I think we'll be okay this coming season at tight end. But if Stogner's healthy, there's yeah, there. I mean it. it it's only going to take an injury. Gosh, it could just take one injury and things could be really ugly. But 
you know, I think we've got some good talent at tight end. We just haven't seen them on the field yet, right? There's been injury issues there, and we have a lack of experience. But we've brought in some pretty highly recruited players in that in that group, in that position room. So hopefully some of those guys can be healthy enough to make it through summer, make it through training camp, and actually contribute this coming season. No, we'll see. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two is next. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, KREF, Norman, Oklahoma, and streaming live on the KREF app. 